So don't leave to judges podcast. I'm here with my main man Patty broke a skull. Patty, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up, MMA fans, UFC fans? Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Uh, I think you know. Actually, truth is, this is the only show I'm ever glad to be at. And that's just facts. F A X. You know, because I'm on the internet and want to be a gangster. Uh, I would have hit the soundboard there, but instead, um, <laughs> we got to talk about this contender series before we get too deep into this card. Let's because- do it. I'm, I'm, I'm on fire already with the Contender Series. The, the card itself is going to make me even more on fire, but a different way, more of a positive way. So the first thing I got to bring up about the Contender Series is DC is back. Holy shit. <laughs> After I said all that stuff last week, he made his way back. He made his return because I, I just didn't feel like he was going to. But I want to bring this up to you first, Sam, and see if you noticed it the yeah. way that I did. There was a moment, multiple moments, in the fight card as well as the Contender Series where DC isn't saying anything for like too long <laughs> and all, all that reminded me of is when you said that the motherfucker had chicken wings or something on the thing i'm thinking this <laughs> this boy uh yeah fights and stuff good uh leg kicks wrestling and then he goes back to his chicken you know what i mean i don't know what he's doing but there's too much for, are you even watching or is he is he like this watching the monitor huh oh god i forgot i had this microphone on there's no fucking way sam <laughs> he doesn't even watch the monitor if you if you can see him he's never watching him on he's just watching okay. the fight so, so you're you're adding more to what i'm saying though. yeah i mean you're the first one that said that he had definitely had food yeah dude, it, i think it was bisping that was eating some food one one day he's eating like chick-fil-a that but makes real, sense. right beside him but yeah dc um, wouldn't dc wouldn't eat in front of people <laughs> i'm not saying <laughs> you know that what for I mean? sure i want to bring this up before we get too deep into the consent contender series we'll we'll lead in by uh right. like i did with the fact that he's back on the Contender Series. But I got to bring up a clip, play it for you here on the show. Okay. I didn't even talk about it off camera because I got to show you. And huh. you tell me if it's right, if it's wrong, how you feel. But I got to look right. it up, so let's vamp a little bit. And right. uh, Well, I'll just say, uh, what was up with Laura Senko's outfit? Yeah, what she the- was dressed like Harley Quinn. What was it trying to say? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Name it's- any word that was on that outfit. It was like a word search that was impossible to solve. Yeah, somebody found a white pea coat at a fucking Goodwill and just painted a bunch of letters on it. <laughs> yeah. it looked like the inside of a, schizophren- a schizophrenic's bedroom at a fucking <laughs> mental hospital. Just a bunch of shit on the wall. You're like, I, there's, this has to make sense somehow. There's no actual words. But all right, here's this clip. All right. And my favorite part about it is it basically starts like the show opens with Max Holloway talking. All right. Here we go. This is for all the listeners, too. This is Max Holloway on uh, Andrew Schultz's flagrant podcast. In that fight, he took me down. I had him in half guard, and I had, like, his ankle. And right when he had passed... All right, he's talking about Conor McGregor, because Max Holloway fought Conor McGregor very early in his career. We know this. I, like, hit. That's how he hurt his knee in the fight. And he screamed, and went, ah! Like like a a hurt, hurt... Okay, so in, in a transition on the ground, him and Connor fighting, Connor twisted his knee up and screamed during the fight. This isn't what I this is I don't care about showing this to you. This isn't what it's about, Sam. I'm right. just adding this. This is extra. Let's keep listening. Scream. Jeez. I'm on the bottom holding him. I was like, Oh, you okay? He's like, Yeah, yeah, keep fighting, mate. Keep no, fighting. No, no, yeah. 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 He's a seller. That's what I want to show you. <laughs> Let's hear it again. And he screamed, he went, ah! Like, like a, like he a keeps hurt, going. Hold on. Scream. I'm on the bottom holding him. I was like, oh, you okay? 
He's like, yeah, 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 keep fighting, mate. Keep no, fighting. no, he did This is a sellout. <laughs> he's the worst, bro. He's lucky he's the heavyweight champion something in the world. Because other than that, you're nothing to me. <laughs> you think you got DC with the hands if it's just hands? Brother, I got him the wrestling, the eating, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, DC, wherever you at. The cops probably know my contract. So there it is. Max Holloway dogging. Yep, DC. Daniel Cormier. I, dude. I was giddy like a girl. <laughs> I'm like, yes, dude. I, cause I, just like when I watched, I just finished watching the contender series. Like I told you, when I finished watching that and I watched Dana give contracts, I was clapping like a bitch too. I'm like, I told you, I fucking told you, bitch. You're not coming. We don't need that. We don't need that. That's not enough. We'll talk more about it as we go. Yeah, we'll talk but how about funny it. is that? How funny is it that the reason that Max is claiming that he's upset, which I know that he's upset for more reasons because at the one point, remember when he's punching uh, Calvin Cater and he's talking about being the best boxer in the UFC? <laughs> he says that to Calvin Cater because he could hear DC talking shit. <laughs> he, could, he says he could hear him talking wow. shit on the mic. And he's like, I'm the best boxer in the UFC, beating the shit out of Calvin Cater. Bro. <laughs> That's how much these fighters don't like him. He's like, you're lucky. You're the fucking heavyweight, whatever. He didn't even know what to do. He's a double yeah. champion. He respected him. I'm telling you, I, I don't like... I do not like that the, they can hear the commentators during the fight. I don't, and yeah. I, not only that, and I've said this before, I really don't like when the judges can hear the commentators during the fight because Absolutely that not. that has got it's, to sway them. When, especially uh, because they're so biased. Yeah, you know, I tell you, Daniel Cormier will be like, "Well, that's a wrestler. He should be." And he, this this uh, contender series is proof of his fucking dick riding of any wrestler. If your foundation is wrestling skills, by God, Daniel Cormier will do anything to shake your hand. Let me shake your hand. All right, so what I want to say is uh, when it comes to this first fight, two fighters All right, are already, as far as the contender series are concerned, two fighters from the contender series are making their UFC debuts. One fighter already has. They got that uh, Taylor, no, Peyton Talbot, 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 whatever. He's fighting on the UFC 293 card. And the only reason I'm even making mention of this is because Lauren Sanko is using words like John Anik and Brendan Fitzgerald now. She's like, dudes, this is going to be a banger. Dude's a sniper. Stop it. You can't. You just can't. That crossover is not going to work. Do your lady job. Stand there and interview the fighters afterwards. We don't need three commentators. Let's go back to two. Um, this show also, because of these, these fighters going into the UFC so quickly on a pay-per-view events and such, that's three fighters out of this you know, three weeks of contender series that are going to fight big fights. It makes you curious of the rest of the divisions because we can sit here and shit on the heavyweights, the female divisions, all we want. But is that the same case for all the divisions? Are all the guys that we like just aging out? It kind of <laughs> feels like there must Ferguson. be. A, uh, you know I noticed saying? at the end of the, the episode last night, uh, the one guy said there was about a third of the UFC roster is filled full of the contender series fighters, which you know oh, wow. I was like, damn, that's a that's amazing to me. That's a that's a lot. Well, this honestly is. What they did is whoever somebody sat Dana down and said this is the best idea to do because they did that looking for a fight shit. Mm. Ultimate fighters failing, you know, hasn't been the same forever. They're not getting champion. They got Brad Katona again. You know what I mean? Like that right there is proof that the shit's not bringing you what you want. When when the new winner is our, was an ex UFC fighter, it's dumb. But I will say this: uh, I'm still refusing to hear anything Yanni says. Like anything, I don't want to hear his voice. As soon as they go, hey, my man, they all—they're all buddies, right? That's their best friend. Yanni's their guy. Let's go to my, let's go to the main man, Yanni, the betting guy, whatever. His name's John. His name is John, and this is what I have here. I wrote this down. I was like, so if you're Greek, and your name is predominantly American, such as John, 
you can just change your nickname to make it more Greek? Yeah, apparently so. Okay, so my name's Patrick, and I am Irish. Is that good, or should I go? Should I just be Patty, like all my license and everything? Is that better, Irish? I don't understand. What What was your goal? You wanted because here's what I'm saying. I look Irish. You don't got to know my name to know that I'm Irish, right? You look at Yanni, you're like, I don't know what he is. Italian, you know what I mean? Muslim, I don't know what's going on here. He's definitely a strange, dark-skinned-looking fella. And he's got that hey, this, this real high-pitched voice that he does and wants to be Joe Pesci. And he says, you know, my name's John. I don't want anybody to call me Johnny. I am Greek. Call me Yanni. <laughs> you know what? Call me Yanni the Greek so that way people know my ethnicity no matter where. It's fucking lame is what it is. Grow up, dude. What are you, 70? Yeah, well, got- I will say this. The first fight, you know, was uh, Robbie Ring, and I, he came on, and uh, the guy was from Whitfield, Virginia. That was like, whole, me and my son looked at each other like, holy shit, Whitfield, Virginia? Well, you know, we go up there some. Uh, my wife's got family there. A lot of her family's there, actually. And it's a very small place. Like, everybody knows everybody. Like, if I drove up there, people are like, follow, like, you know, someone, a strange car comes into fucking town. People are on the phone and shit on their landline, like, hey, whose yellow car is this? And blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's a small fucking place, man. Watch, so jump. these people, you know, this, this was, like, amazing. I was like, holy shit. I was, I was in, you know, a whole, I'm rooting for this guy. So I put a, a little money on this guy. And then after I did that, they go to Yanni. And Yanni, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I put money on him. And I was like, oh, shit. I, I knew I fucked up. As soon yeah. as we had an agreement. A betting agreement, me and Yanni, I knew I'd have fucked up. I let my let my heart uh, pull me the wrong way. So You're smart enough to uh, be aware of that. You're like fucking Yanni, damn it, damn it. All right. So uh, what I also wanted to say is this is this ring guy mm-hmm. was the was the first person I'd ever seen besides the Russian guy that got you know stomped by Tom Nolan that was watching his fight, uh, like his hype video, and then they start they they're showing everybody watching it now, which dude. I'm sorry, that would fuck me up, dude. I know what I said. I was there. I don't need to see it again yeah. before I walk out. Oh, my dad died in 2005. That's what this that dude's for. My grandma, what you know? It's we. It's your mental is now changed because that kid that said this is he's gonna feel 18 years of pain. Yeah. He didn't didn't really give him any pain. You know what I mean? But he had to watch that whole video of him saying all this stuff. Which maybe maybe Dana's forcing them to do that, so it's like, bitch, live up to what you say. Live up to what you say. You want to talk about going wrestling and taking them out in the second round? Well, just remember you said that, and you let everybody in the world know that that's your that was your game plan. It's got to be fucking soul crushing a little bit. The, I mean, Oban, Oban uh, Elliot, the guys. I was inspired by that. Great video, you know. Uh, the ring guy as well. The only thing the, pro- the the problem as soon as I saw that that was your guy, I was like, oh, Sam's not gonna like this. But what I realized, that's not your guy, just, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, what I realized is I was like, the kid gave up early. He gave up too early. He got hit with some nasty shots, and he didn't know – his defense was bad. He, you know, the, one of the main things that they talked about in the early days of UFC fights is to not show your pain. Okay? So if you get, if you get a leg kick that's bad, don't limp, motherfucker. Because <laughs> now you're giving him a target, right? So everything, every time he would get hit in a bad spot, there was a tell. Like, you could see him wince. It was Neil Magny all over again. But that stomach – Knee was nasty as shit. You can't deny that. But his mom and his dad were his corner team. Yeah. Dude, his mom. I, I think I'd uh, rather fight him than his mom. 
But yeah, what, they like do up her credentials. Chuck Norris <laughs> shit. Dad too, the dad too. This yeah, what, yeah, they fucking like run the gym apparently. So that's that's what got me because the kids said I was bred to fight. Fine, yeah. but also I was hmm. expecting much better things out of them. Hold on, hold on. Here's 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 my angle. Fighting is a lot more than just being muscular and fast. You got to know science and math and physics. So b- saying you were bred to fight kind of tells me you're dumb. <laughs> because the number one thing you need in there for sure is mental. It's a it's a incredibly mental game. It's chess, dude. It's chess. You know what I mean? It is not checkers by any stretch of the imagination. And the motherfuckers playing check checkers are guys like Brian Barbarina. You know, guys that'll never be champion that go in there and they get fucking stomped out or they stomp start a guy fucking kind of accidentally. You know what I mean? They're they're just uh, journeymen. And fine, you could be that, but. It's a mental thing. Your mentality should change. Khalil Roundtree. You need to have that right mental thing to tell you, dude. Okay, put it this way. When I trained a couple guys myself, I told you about the kid that I had trained. All I was teaching him was basic grappling, basic wrestling. And my whole thing was, you need to be able to hear me, even if I'm not around. You need to be able to slow things down, be in that moment, live in that moment, understand the moment, its fluidity, its movement, all these things. And the basic thing is just, be be present and it's mental be mental make that first step too many guys are being you know i guess the basic way we could say this is something that we've always said and kind of how i've always said it is action react attack you know what i mean those type of words like you have to especially in the contender series dude you can't go in here and be like i'm gonna go three rounds and beat the hell out of this guy we don't want that nobody in the ufc as a fan as an administrator as some another fighter we don't want a guy who's going in there to hang out so that's why I did appreciate that the fucking Oban guy did get a contract. It was a little weird, you know, but he was right. Dana was right. That motherfucker had heart like we've never seen. The last guy that I've seen with that kind of heart, Justin Gaethje. And look what he's doing. You see what I'm saying? If the motherfucker gets back to what I was saying about training the kid, my real point to that was you find the, the main thing that they are good at. Okay, so if Colby Covington has incredible cardio, then you don't have to work on that. Make him a better striker. Make him a better wrestler. Okay, he's a tall guy who's got long arms. You teach him how to wrestle because he's going to be fine standing because he's probably not going to get hit a lot because he's going to learn distance, right? Just find the thing that they're good at and force that to be the main thing. But everything else has to come. MMA is not what it used to be. You can't just be a striker. You can't just do jujitsu. You have to be good at everything. But you need the one thing first. The one thing that is a fail safe. You know, a guy's kickboxing. His jujitsu, something to fall back on, not something that's going to fucking dominate fights per se, but it's like the thing that you taekwondo, you know, whatever it is, you got strong ass legs. We saw it with Silva in this last card, you know, well, I'm going to give my opinion on Robbie ring. Uh, I'm here. The guy, you know, he's fought that that was his seventh fight and everybody's fought. He's been in there like the first fight, 16 seconds, 13 seconds, 37 seconds, 40 seconds, uh, Second round, a minute and twenty-seven. Well, I don't think this guy's been hit enough. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's no reason for these guys to have opportunities. What I'm saying is these lights fucking matter, man. <laughs> We've seen it more than anybody, I would mm-hmm. imagine, at least as far as podcasting goes, because we're number one. But the motherfuckers are coming there and see these damn lights, and it's just different, dude. Yeah. Because it's the Apex Center. When you saw lights before, there was a whole audience of people. Mm-hmm. Now you can mm-hmm. see Dana White. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> It's different. And I think, like I said, Robbie looked like he just got stuck. 
he hit the dude hard a couple times. He did. But then he just got when stuck. the fight first started out, I mean, he didn't look bad. Yeah. I saw but, the uh, same thing a couple, uh, out of the, a couple of these fights on this card, where it was like mm-hmm. you saw a guy sort of give up on the work. We saw it on the last card, that Aslan guy, who looked like he was just walking the dude down. He was taking leg kicks and all this shit. He, to me, he looked like he was doing nothing. And then he found his moment, bang, lit the dude up, fight's over. So you can, I don't know, you got to read it the best way you can. Like yeah. Dana White, for me, gained a lot of credit here uh, at the end, picking who's going to get the contract, simply because I just I had really no respect <laughs> for the longest time. Like, I feel like he's dumb, makes a lot of stupid decisions, but you see that he really gets it. <clears throat> because when it came to that Knutson, which is the next fight. Yeah. I just think Robbie Ring's not used to getting hit. Yeah, that was tough. He, no no need was... to cover up because his fights don't last long enough. He's fighting cupcakes and he just fucking, I don't know, maybe he just got used to that uh, fighting nobodies and beating the crap out of him. He comes in very cocky, don't have to cover up. Right, He's got he's got to take on a couple uh, tough fights. Get into C- the Cage Warriors or something. Come back to the contender series. You can't clam up in this position, you know, because that that's all they're going to remember. So this next fight that you were talking about, Josephine, uh, I don't know, Nutson or something. Uh, well, they were both sexy, I'll tell you that. Isis Ver- Verbeek. Well, I've yeah. seen a picture of that Isis with, without the, the the neck tattoo and all that. You know, not bad, but the, yeah. So, I actually put that down, Sam. <laughs> I said, if you have three tattoos, one of them can't be on your neck. <laughs> So you gotta, the, you gotta start somewhere else. It's Josephine. She had some quick ass kicks, a couple knees, and I can sum it all up, in my opinion, what Dana White was trying to say. No killer instinct. He dude, that's when I clapped. I clapped. I was like, he's like, I just didn't see it. And I look, this is what I have wrote down here. I said, unless you're a wrestler or a jujitsu specialist, you don't gotta grab your opponent after you rock them. That's amateur shit. The person that got rocked didn't even attempt to clinch. That's how you know it was dumb. The only need to clinch in that situation is when you're scared to get hit back. You know how when you you hit your friend harder than you should have? In your mind, you know that they're going to come harder or as hard. So then you wrestle. You grab him. You don't let him. And then maybe he'll forget. And maybe maybe that whole punch that I hit him with, he'll forget. So that's what I think I saw here because there was no need for that. But here's the thing. you should. This is what I have. And this is what I wrote before you even said. I said, this shouldn't win you a contract. But the most professional female fights go this way. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if DC loves female MMA fighters more than guys because dudes don't rely on wrestling and also get to the top of the food chain. Okay? All his favorite little fucking buddies, little wrestler fucks, they're not at the top of the food chain at all. What, Islam? Come on, man. That's not because of you, DC. Well, I'm going to tell you, this this Isis, Isis Verbeek, she got beat up in this fight. I mean, she lost every round according to the judges, 30-27. But I, I don't know. I saw some potential. I kind of wonder how she would have done if she didn't get rocked right to start the fight with that big kick. Uh, and it was it, so- She could stand and trade on the outside. I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking too far into it. Well, she had big boobs. Yeah, what? Nah, talking about? What I went, what I will say about this, she took a knee up the middle of her chest late in the fight, and she was like, "I gotta pull this, pull this shirt back down." It was like they were wearing opposite outfits. The the Knutson was dressed like a dude with her long ass shorts on, and she was fighting more like a guy, beating her up. But the thing was, is like you said, the killer instinct. You got to come in there and rock her. Fine, rock her. Keep your distance. She's all she's gonna do is recover. Go back in her like yeah, she's fucking old recover over and over again. 
Yes, and maybe that that was my uh, mismanagement on words. She should have went in there and not gave her time to recover, but grappling is setting her up to cover or to recover. You know what I mean? Like, what? You're giving her time to breathe, holding her. Now, this would have been Elliot guy. This guy, I liked the, his speech you know, before the fight, the promo. Uh, you know, 18 years of pain. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, I'm not leaving unless it's in a, in a, on a box or something like that. And, you know, I looked up this Brita guy, and this Brita guy is fucking powerful, you know, from, from what I had seen. So, you know, I'm thinking, damn, dude, you know, that's a very good story, but you might have to leave in a box. And then, man, this guy, he was not, this guy, how could you say, he was getting a shit beat out. He was rocked, especially the second round. Yeah. Uh, he fell up against the cage a couple of times, but man, that guy's got some heart. He stuck it out. And then the third round, he turned it around. Britta was exhausted. He got exhausted trying to get him out of there. And, dude, I've never seen somebody swinging and whiff so bad as Britta was doing on some of those. He was just trying to hit it. If Britta would have took his time and let the let the fight come to him instead of chasing dude around, swinging wild, you know, he got countered a couple times. Fucking hang back, dude. Hang fucking back. You didn't got to chase after anybody. The guy, The guy's got to come to you eventually. I think the main thing that really kind of benefited Brito from not sort of well, what sort of benefited him in getting back to his feet as many times as he did after all those takedowns was he's just such a long guy. He, he kept getting himself in by whiffing those punches. He set himself up for the takedown. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's got good striking, got great range. The only thing was, is he was just, he was so tired. Yeah. Just coming. You know how you think you're still throwing at the same speed but turns out it's been too long you definitely yeah that's what it was it was in that mindset of like i can still throw this punch and hit him there you're like nope arms are dead I mean, he proved uh, he was really strong on getting up after those takedowns but do you still think that that, that that's reason for a, a contract no no but know. you know i will be honest though i will say out of all the people that's ever been on the show that didn't get a contract i wouldn't Fair. mind seeing him one more time maybe not I, I, not soon Maybe a, a year from now or something. Get tell the Get guy him. like, look, work on your work on your shit. We'll have you back. Yeah, put him in the performance institute. <laughs> Get him in there, fucking working with your guys. Get him in nutrition and stuff. Go. Because the thing I noticed about the Welsh guy, even though it was getting late in the fight obviously you're going to get tired the later it goes but even early it seemed like his defense was not great yeah his his defense standing was not great when he would throw a punch his hands never came back to his face he would throw a punch try to grab the guy then throw another punch you're wide open dog and brito just threw so inaccurately <laughs> heavy shots when they would connect they hurt the shit out of him but he was just he was head down yeah so, i know just like a schoolyard fight dude it was, a, it was oh, like brito in the second round man he was trying his damn to get the guy out of there and Honestly, he was dead tired after. For 185, <laughs> I would take both guys. If we're going to take the first guy because of heart, you got to take the second guy for making him have to have heart. Now, the next fight, I don't know how you feel about this. I wouldn't have took this guy. Zachary Reese, uh, Eli, Arnavev, something like that. I don't even know if it's Eli. However yeah, he said however it. However it is. Yeah, the it Zachary happen. Reese guy, he couldn't even stand up. It didn't seem. He, they, hey, he tripped. He tripped again. And dude comes in, gets wrapped up in an arm bar. But I'd have to see that guy again before. I, I wouldn't have gave him a contract, but, you know. You know who he should fight? Brito. There you go. Yeah, that would be, that'd work out great. Uh, my thing was, is Reese was fighting a fucking muscle wad. I mean, that guy was just a muscle. He was just like a big muscle walking around. You're like, he does what? Oh, he wrestles? No wonder DC won't shut the fuck yeah. up. 
<laughs> now here's the thing. I talked about this contender series, how there was many times where DC wasn't talking. He did it during the, the actual event this weekend too. But this is where DC wouldn't shut up, for real. After that wrestler lost, he's like, he was out of the arm bar. He got out yeah, of the arm Yeah, 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 to tell us that a million times. And then we've seen the, the camera angle from the other side. He's about Look. to have his neck, his arm snapped off. <laughs> there, he kept saying his elbow. His elbow was out. His elbow never made it past his crotch. when Because he, he was like yeah. this. You never saw the elbow bridge where he could have pulled it out. Never. So he went back down, which was stupid as shit. But, you know, wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Look, you your job, Cormier. That's what Max Holloway said. Oh, that all stems from the RCDC podcast. Because Max Holloway was in line to do that show. But he didn't want to do it with DC. Huh. For real. Doesn't like him. Uh, also, why wow. is Dana dressing like Tom Segura? Tucking his shirt in and shit now? You're tucking in a black t-shirt? Was this a funeral? Sorry, you don't wear so. t-shirts. I do. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. He's like getting all jacked and shit. <laughs> like, you should have did that when you first started. Because, you know, that fucking twink, twink body that you had when we first began as an organization that got popular with the Ultimate Fighter. Now you're all huge. What are you, fucking RFK? <laughs> What's with all these old guys <laughs> getting jacked? It's weird. <laughs> oh, They're I all like it, man. And how? Oh, that's right. They're all taking testosterone. Probably are. Bro, every single one of them. Even guys that, look, guys that are not fat are taking Ozempic. Guys that are not strong are taking fucking testosterone. It's just everyone's on something, Sam. Yep, uh, it's always it's always some. There's a lot of these guys, the, like these fighters, are have these contracts with the um, GMC stores and all that shit. You know all these deals where, you know, they can um, get all these supplements and and stuff like that at any time. Yeah, it's I, beneficial. I, I will say, man, I, I was gonna reserve this for later, uh, but you know you've said it a lot, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The um, if you only listened to the Chris Weidman fight and you only listened to DC, you would think that Brad Tavares was like the greatest fucking UFC fighter in the universe. I'm serious. My uh, God, his takedown is second to none. His, I mean, just he praised the shit out of him. I'll talk about all the power he had. The guy only had one knockout in his whole fucking life. What was he talking about? I don't know, uh, man. It was weird. Uh, I mean, DC is as accurate or as worth listening to as most of the Twitter MMA channels. You know, you see these guys, both like, what did I send you the other day? Henry Cejudo saying shit. I just sent you fucking Colby Covington calling out, or calling out, sort of calling out Sean O'Malley because the knockout that Sean O'Malley had is very similar to Connor over Jose, although it took him an extra round. You're like, Ugh. and and Jose went right to night night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sean O'Malley had to do more work. Either way, I like this card. I wasn't that upset. All right. Yeah, let's uh, talk about this last card. And then when we get to the, the main card, you can roast me if you want because I didn't see much of it. That's all right. It comes on at like fucking – it don't end until like 2, 3 in the damn morning. That's, that's why I never hit you up either. And, After the fucking crazy shit, I'm like, there's no – if I say this to Sam right now, his ass is asleep. He's going to wake up and be bummed because I ruined the fight. Well, nah, but this next card takes place at like 6 a.m. or something, so. I know. Those are your favorite. My <laughs> The worst yeah. for me. But yeah, let's get into this card that just took place, UFC 292. Corinne, or Carini, so you're saying, the announcers yeah. are calling it. Um, or it's just spelled insanely. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I feel like interrupting you a lot. <laughs> should the guillotine choke on 
and Marina Marvez tapped. It was one second left in a round. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot it was at the last second. Literally the last second she tapped. Yep. Beautiful. Bilal got this one right. <laughs> All right. Then, if the one Silva wasn't enough, time for Silva number two. Right. <laughs> uh, versus KGB Lee. And damn, she that Silva had some some wild kicks. Lee was all bloodied up. Uh, Lee just never got going. She just kept getting hit. Absolutely. Can I tell you who uh, the Silva reminds me of? John Dodson. Just nonstop movement. Like where the fuck is he? Oh, he's over there. Now he's over here. Like fucking just kick me twice and punch me in the neck. Like what the fuck? That's really uh, Andrea Lee was just like I don't know, dude. Everything that even the corners were like just fucking get her. <laughs> like, like I'm fucking trying. What do you mean? Like, but that's how it is, man. And oh yeah. Like, now remember, her corner was like, the bitch is dancing around. You got better stuff. She's over there dancing. Hit her. <laughs> she should have been like, the dancing is the problem. Yeah. Dancing is what's confusing. All right. But yeah, uh, here's what I think. I love Andrea Lee. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for her every time. What a story. <laughs> uh, tough as nails for sure, through and through. But. Natalia Silva, I'm still questioning how you would do against somebody else. Because that shit's going to get tired. Right? Somebody who can land takedowns, put you on your back a couple times, still stand with you. What do you do against me? Should take. Is that a different weight class? Probably. I don't care anymore. Uh, but my point is... I was surprised it, uh, Lee didn't take her down. Like, try to take her down more than she did. I, that's why I say yeah. it, Sam. It was bizarre. Because, She's like, usually you got really good takedown skills. But... Up against the fence. Anything. Do something. It seemed like she was stuck after she got hit that first couple times. I think that first one broke her nose. <laughs> it was a wrap from there, right? Yeah. Just like the lady on the Contender Series. She got hit to start a fight. It was like a wrap. Yeah. Oh. It's like any dude that gets hit in the nuts. Are you going to turn up after this, or are you going to be fucked up the rest of the fight? Uh, but it was a fun fight. One of my favorite female fights that I've seen in a long time. Uh, big props to both Andrea Lee and Natalia Silva. I want to see Silva fight somebody tougher, though. Not nothing against Andrea Lee. She she seems very uh, much a brawler, right? She's not super technical. She does she does what she has to do to win. And once she found out that there was nothing she could do against Silva, she just sort of defended, <laughs> sort of hung out, you know, lasted, survived. Um, next up though, we got Andre Petrovsky versus Gerald Mearshart. I think fifty fights is enough. <laughs> I think it's enough. I think that's enough. You did your thing. You're not going to be a champion. You're not beating these young guys. Hang it up. Your record looks great. 35 and 17. That's a lot of motherfucking fights, dude, as a professional. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to try to step up to you at the bar. I promise. <laughs> okay. But you're losing to Andre Petrosky. Now, what I'll say here is there has been vast improvements. Andre's done some different things. He's gotten better. The only thing that I needed to see more, tenacity. I needed to see him try to go for it more. Put yourself at risk. Okay. That's the word I was looking for earlier when we were talking about these contender fights. Risk. This is your last chance, especially if you've been on the Ultimate Fighter. If you've been a fucking, if, you know, if you had opportunity, it's the Ultimate Fighter guys, right? These, these guys coming back. This is your last chance. Show and prove. And when you know that it's your last chance and you're not showing and proving, well, go sit down. We're not going to have sympathy for you then. You have to take the risk. If Petrosky pulled out the fight, he did well, but he should have. No one's, no one's putting money in your hat as, as a future champion. Yeah, he did what he had to do. And Mearshart... Tried to turn it on in round three, but it was just too little too late. I mean, it was only a split decision for Petrosky, but... True. Anyway. But there was moments where Petrosky hit him clean. 
but he's got you got to crisp it up. You got to come one, two, three. You got to come one, two. You can't just throw the one. You know, what was the first strike the dude hit him with? It was a one, two. I, it later, it was, I don't know. It's another fight. I'll, I'll remember, remember when I see it, but it was a one, two and put dude on his ass quick. Uh, but yeah, Petrovsky, essentially for me, he took uh, Mearshart's spot because that's the same guy. You know, it's the same guy. It's a younger version. You're going to have to fight him the same way. Uh, if if Petrovsky gets hands, though, he could be a problem because that's that's the best. Have wrestling as your foundation. Absolutely. Nothing against that, DC. Have that as your foundation. But you got to build everything else to the same level as the wrestling. Otherwise, you don't compete. You just don't. Uh, Brad Katana, Cody Gibson. Okay, so <laughs> I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but this fight started, and you had DC was saying these guys should be fighting on pay-per-views when they come off the Ultimate Fighter so they can get accustomed and introduced to the UFC. And I'm thinking, dude, both of these guys were in the UFC for fucking years on end. Right. You know, they don't have to get accustomed to anything having to do with the UFC. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. What did you think about the fight itself? I thought it was a pretty decent fight. Especially the third round when they were in front of each other trading. Okay. I, I liked it. I, I like the fight as well. But here's where Gibson lost the fight. I saw it happen. It's when they went to the second round. Because he exhausted himself in the first round. He did everything he could to try to get Brad to quit. And he did. And that's all you got. You got one shot to make the man quit. Brad's tough as shit. He's fucking always in shape. He fights his own style. You can't make him fight how you want him to fight. I mean, Cody was putting his head down and going right, like, head-to-head, -head, forehead-to- forehead <laughs> yeah. fighting this dude. You know what I mean? Loved it. Fantastic. Cody Gibson deserves to be in the UFC regardless of Katona winning. 100%. That's a, that's a body type that we need in that division. Too many guys look like Sam Hagen and Sean O'Malley and shit. We need more guys like that. Those are the guys that are winning. Aljamain Sterling, Sterling is built like those guys. Tall, taller, skinnier dude for 135. Not skinny, but lankier. You know what I mean? Those guys do well. Look at Anderson Silva's career. Israel Adesanya. We need Cody Gibson. And the fact that he took all those shots from Brad. <coughs> clean. Mm -hmm. Clean fucking yep. shots. He didn't go down forward, bro. Unaffected. Good for Katana, though. I mean, the, that's history. Two-time winner. But you got to you gotta do something in the UFC, Jack. You just got to. You got to now. Uh, Kurt Hollaball. Uh, yep. Austin Hubbard. So, man, Hollaball is just a tough fucking dude. This, the way he fights, that's how... The redneck from Whitfield, Virginia. I mean, that, that's who you would expect someone that came from a town like that to fight. Is Bryce Mitchell? Yeah. This, this, so <laughs> Hubbard tried to take him down in round one. And he did take him down. And then he, he tried in round two, and it just wasn't there. Uh, hollow ball, big right hand, uh, knocked him down. Dude, choke, fucking um, triangle choke. Then he called out Patty the Batty, which, damn, I'd like to see that fight, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at that. It'll actually say a lot about uh, Pimblet as well. And he can skip uh, Isla Tapuria, Isla Tapuria, whatever his name is. <laughs> he can avoid him for another fight. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to fight that guy. <laughs> Speaking of not wanting to fight a guy. <laughs> right? Old RoboCop over here doing his work. And we kind of we said this. We said this. This is, this is what he does. This is what we're going to have to – I don't think we could ever put money on a Rodriguez, Gregory Rodriguez fight. No way. You just don't know. But also you kind of do, but you don't. And that's the problem with my brain. doesn't allow me to say for sure he's got it. He's got this one for sure. Yeah, and then well, he goes – he does that, and he's like, he did have it for sure. The, the thing with RoboCop is I've seen him get knocked down 
and almost out of fights that he's won that he ends up winning. So, and you put him up against somebody that almost every fight that the guy's won, the guy's got a, a knockout. So I'm like, damn, you know, this might be tough because Robocop usually stands in front of these guys and throw, you know, takes a punch and throws a punch. But dude, Robocop played this smart. He took this guy right to the ground and just pounded the living crap out of him. Some crazy elbows in there. He just elbowed the shit out of him. I think sometimes uh, RoboCop forgets about his own abilities. You know, like he forgets he's probably stronger than most of the guys in the division. He probably hits harder. He just, you know what I mean? It takes a guy a second, and then he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love him. He's a great character, too. He's very, he's fucking crazy looking. <laughs> you know, looks like Vanderlei Silva if he was bigger. I love it. Uh, speaking of crazy looking, Brad Tavares versus Chris Weidman. And as I told you guys in the last episode, I've been steady trolling Chris Weidman's post about, I'm back. <laughs> Look how good I'm doing. I'm back. I'm ready. Were you, though? That's how you come back? That's your made, That's your huge comeback? A loss? Go sit down. Yeah, Dana's trying to get him to retire. Yeah, no. get the fuck out of here. Nobody even likes you. Nobody likes you. Nobody has been a fan of Chris Weidman outside of New York after he knocked out Anderson Silva. When he finished Anderson Silva, everybody was waiting for his leg to snap. <laughs> I swear to God, I, when I saw that, I was like, thank you. Redemption, Silva. There you go. Redemption. Should have kicked his other leg, I guess, huh? But, you know, he did fight like the best fighter ever in all of UFC, if you listen to the DC talk. Yeah. You he, know. And, and Sam's not talking about Silva. We're talking about Brad Tavares. Not yeah, Brad Tavares. <laughs> knockout power. So I wrote down at DC City. I wrote it down. Knockout power. Hard mm-hmm. to take down. Dude, he had not, he's got five knockouts. He okay. hasn't knocked out anybody since 2018. That was the last time. The guy That's doesn't have any knockout that. power. I'm a venture to say, no, call me crazy. Nobody from Hawaii has knockout power. I would put up Rachel Ostevich's Hawaiian knockout power over any dudes from Hawaii. BJ Penn? Okay. You might be right, uh, though. BJ doesn't have that many. He got a lot of beatdowns, not knockouts. You know, I'm thinking, I, was, I was more thinking that spider guy. Went to Bellator. Oh, yeah, that's the other Vera. Yeah. Brandon Vera. Stand that motherfucker. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking had to go to heavyweight. Had to. <laughs> Once your head and your neck disappear, you know, it's because it's just like, it's a shape. It's the top of the head to the shoulders. Once that happens, you got to be a heavyweight. You ain't going to lose your neck weight. <laughs> you ain't going to rebuild your neck, dude. <laughs> uh, speaking of Veras, Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Odd matchup in the first place. We already said this. We covered that. Doesn't make any sense for Pedro to even have this opportunity. Uh, but again, no fighters at bantamweight uh, that anybody gives a shit about that aren't top five. You know, uh, Marlon Vera should have done more. Should have finished him. Pedro stayed in the fight, which you got to give him credit there because Marlon does like to show up late, uh, and he showed up late and he still pulled off just a decision. Yeah, call, you know, call me crazy because. Instead of watching this, I actually read, I read, I read it off of uh, MMA Junkie. What was what they were saying about this fight, you know, mm-hmm. as it was happening, and they were talking about um, like round. They they went through the round, you know. This was they were they were they're typing out live or whatever, you know, right after live it happened, and uh, they were like round uh, one. Anyway, long story short, they gave they gave two rounds to Munez, one to Vera, and then Vera won. So. Was that was that decision uh, accurate? I mean, you can't leave it to the judges. We all only know reason that. they could have scored it that way is probably just because Munoz was more active. He didn't connect that all. It was very much. A, I don't know. It was. It's one of those fights, man. That 
you already know it's going to go three 90 seconds in. You're like, this is just going to be a long, arduous fight. They're doing the same thing over and over to each other. So really, whatever the judge saw, I, good luck. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It, and then it got I DC and the rest of the announcers in a year yelling about who uh, is doing the best, too, anyway. Not, not this course. fight, really, but I'm talking about fights in general. In most cases, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Demond Blackshear versus Mario Batista. This fight very similar to the Vera versus Munoz. These guys just went at each other. It was back and forth a lot. Another decision. Uh, Demond pulled it off though, which is the craziest part. Consider no, uh, no Batista. Batista. Yeah, Demond had just fought last the, last, the week what, before. What too. I meant by pulling it off is surviving for the for the entirety of the fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was there. He was in the fight. It wasn't as if he was just getting beat up the entire time. He was there. But Batista's just. Uh, I think he's. Um, He's a sleeper cell, man, in this division. I think in the Bantamweight division. Because didn't he starch fucking Cody Garbrandt? Well, like, that was one of his recent wins, He, if I'm not mistaken. I would say there was a time everybody was doing to him. Right. So. He was one of them, though. <laughs> he, he had submitted some guys. He's 13-2, man. That's a hell of a record for Bantamweights. But he, he's taking on a guy who fought seven days yeah. ago. He did beat Guido Canetti. That's right. Fucking 50-year-old. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to talk about this next. I don't know how much you saw about this next fight, but it it, it kind of uh, I don't think Ian Ian Gary is going to have that many fans anymore. <laughs> I did see the picture of him with giving the middle finger up. Yeah, he's not going to have real fans. It might be his family and his friends and shit, and then like casual MMA MMA watchers <laughs> viewers. But he was so fucking disrespectful. <laughs> uh, he beat up Neil Magny's leg the entire fight, like to the point where he would kick him in the leg and Magny would fall. And then he was, Magny was standing on one leg, hopping, not putting pressure on the other leg. And he kept doing it. And while he would do it, he would talk shit to him, and he would walk back and say, fucking stand up. <clears throat> and the thing, here's why it's disrespectful. Number one, Neil Magny's not a shit talker. Number two, Neil Magny is a veteran, and he's been in the sport long enough and never had that type of, those type of fights where, oh, I hate this guy. I want to, You know what I mean? That type of shit. It's not his style. He's very quiet, methodical, you know? Number three, he was a replacement. Magny wasn't even who you were scheduled to fight. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be this disrespectful for what? What does that say about your character? And you that's not how you build fans, dog. I'm an asshole. Trust me. You want to build fans? Be nice. Be nice. Be cordial. Be respectful of the people that paved the path, but paved the path before you. And doing that shit is not the way. You're going to be looked at like a fucking joke. You better shut the fuck up your next fight, Kevin Holland. Shut the fuck up. Stop talking. Yeah, he, because it's, you're, this whole this is what the people are missing. All these motherfuckers that think that they're going to be the next Conor McGregor, even Sean O'Malley, okay? They're missing the part where they talk well. <laughs> Fight good. Fine. Anderson Silva did that his whole career. Still talks like fucking Bruce Lee. You know what I mean? Hi, guys. Uh, you know what I mean? Like real high pitch shit. Nobody understands him. Nobody listens to what he says. You don't need to. He shows you in the cage. These guys have to talk because your cage work isn't the same. McGregor's cage work was on point as well as his talking. You can't have one or the other and expect to somehow emulate what he did. You just can't. Sean O'Malley is the closest next thing, and he talks too much on social media. You know what I mean? Talking the cage, dude. You're even his dude, his shit talking to Al Jermaine when he took his jacket off and shit was pathetic. You're gonna have to do better than that. GSP's GSP talking to Matt Hughes was better. I do not. I do not. What? What about his performance? I do not respect your performance. He says something like, "It's very basic <laughs> shit." So if you want to be that guy, take some classes, take some improv classes, 
You know, read a book on fucking the ability to trash talk because whatever this is is sad. When Colby Covington and Henry Cejudo are leaps and bounds above what you're doing, that's why they get the shots they do. Understand that. Understand that. It's not because they're good fighters. It's because they're good talkers. Sean Strickland? He's a Sean wild Strickland? talker. Huh? So he's a wild uh, talker. That's what that's I'm saying. wild man. Okay. <laughs> I was that guy. Too, uh, you know, I'm going to give Gary a little bit of the defense here. He is only 25, man, so maybe he just he's got to learn not to run his fucking mouth. All I think it's, it's that Irish shit, dude. Yeah. I get it. Sam, I get it. But I'm just telling him. He's never going to hear this, but you got to pull back. You, I tell you what, he could have did that to anybody else but Neil Magny. Fans like us would have respected it a little bit more and been like, fuck yeah, dude, whoop his ass if it was just another new guy. But this is a veteran who doesn't have a history of even talking. And the other thing is, is Gary had the guy that Neil Magny just beat in his corner. Remember Neil Magny's twin? He was in Gary's corner. 100%. I don't even know his name. They just look exactly the same. Same build and everything. Same fight style and everything. I can't even tell you what the fucking guy's name is. But he looks terrified the whole time he's fighting. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but that was disrespectful, number one, because you should have finished him. If you're that fucking good, dude, finish him. You leg kicked him to death. You didn't even rock him one time. Every time you put him on his ass, it was because of a leg kick. Okay, Jose Aldo. Great. Great. Nobody's looking at that performance as you fucking beat the hell out of Neil Magny. Neil Magny took everything you had. Everything that you could give him, he took it. Because otherwise, you would have stopped the fights for leg kicks. Didn't. You won by decision. So go back. Sam, if you were, if you were Ian Gary and you went back and looked at the way that you acted during the fight and you were a human, you would be like, that was too much. That's too much. It's too, th there's a level. We know the level, Sam. That's why we can say, yeah, he's 25. Be 25, but there's a level still. I'm just seeing that the man's 25. He's married to a 40-year-old. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. Oh, my God. No wonder he's talking that shit. He's only got so much time. <laughs> She's not just any ordinary 40-year-old, though. She's, like, been all over fucking TV and shit. TV presenter personality type. So. Oh, wow. Well, she just found this young kid and scooped him up. I guess so. I dumb. That's strange. I don't know. This is a guy who's got 40 fights on his record being disrespected by a 25-year-old, and he took the fight on early notice type shit. You can't do that. You wouldn't have had to fight this event if it wasn't for Neil Magny coming in. Show some respect. That's all I'm saying. You know, that he, they're trying to one-up Patty Pimblett, a lot of them, because they're yeah. trying to get to the – Patty's trying to get to the Connor thing. They're all trying to get to the Connor thing, but they're seeing it work for Patty. Yeah, you know, I can, I can see that too. I can see – I've said myself plenty of times on the show – that Ian Gary, he he needs to be in right. Patty Pimblett's position, not Patty Pimblett. So you might same. have a point. Maybe he's compensating though, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Over, he's too doing too much. He's seeing that guy talking shit, and it's like, okay, I can do that. You know. But anyway, I mean, he did he did make Neil Magny look twenty five. He beat him up, dude. But it was it was easy. That the first leg kick put put Neil Magny on his ass. The first one. And this was as soon as the fight started, you know, they come across. So, like, the first thing they do, bang, leg kick. Put Neil Magny on his ass. And think about it. Look at Neil Magny's build. You got no legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. I was like, he, he saw that in camp and was like, yep, I'm taking those fucking skinny little things out for sure. <laughs> it's just, it's good coaching. I can't be mad at that. But, you know, 
Yeah. Too much excitement, I guess. Um, Wei Li Zhang versus Amanda Lamos. Dude, it went it went how we said. Domination. Yeah, you just can't. You can't. She needs to be respected, goddammit. She needs respect on that name. Because she's beat everybody. Okay? Yeah, now, what do, we gotta- do you bring back Rose and have her beat her? No, I think we do a Shevchenko. Didn't I say that last week? Yeah, you did. You did. It's just what she's is- beating everybody unless the person's name is Rose. That's true. I mean, that's the only logical thing for the matchmakers besides the unification of belts or some shit. But, I mean, Wei Lee going down to 115 on her frame. You know what I mean? That's tough. That's like Dillashaw going to 125. You know, that's it's just tough. So maybe she come up. Shevchenko come up. She's fought strawweight. I don't know. There's really nobody else. But I, I always love how, how desperate they are for any kind of material for the opponents of these champions in the divisions that have no opponents. They're like, I don't know. She has like a lot of body punches, dude. Sixth in the <laughs> sixth in the UFC female division. You're like, all right. I don't know why that's relevant. Uh, she has the highest takedown, whatever the fuck you're like. Okay. They all do. That's why I said that about Knutson from the Contender Series. That's why Dana said exactly what I said. That's why Cormier said it. Cormier said exactly what I said. She looks UFC ready. Uh, yeah, he he was on and on. Damn, you know he would have signed her in a heartbeat. And he's usually on but there Dana before was, talks about not signing everybody, but he was all right. over her. But it was more realistic because uh, the way that Dana worded it was like, "It it you're just not ready. This this was a performance where you should have finished her and you didn't finish her. You did exactly what everybody we already hired does. <laughs> <laughs> you did that." We're good on that. We need finishes, bitch. And you almost had one. You should have had one. I'm not calling her a bitch just because she's a woman. Yeah. These guys are bitches, too. Uh, but anyways, uh, Sean O'Malley uh, versus Aljamain Sterling. Speaking of which, Wei Lee was at the uh, Contender Series. You saw that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was. Cool. Uh, I like seeing that. That's that's how you get these people popular, you know? The, you know, the female you? fight in the Contender Series, I don't remember who Greek had on there or whatever, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, let me take and put a couple bucks on decision what are you using DraftKings? um yeah i think it's, oh, sam's it's, got a bookie next door he's going yeah, fan duel i use fan duel sports book <laughs> or whatever so i'll put a little bit on the on the decision and uh so when that happened at the beginning of the fight i was like son of a bitch and then of course yeah what did end up going to decisions yeah i got i i fucking started using this app and you know i've only had 10 bucks in it. that's all i'm gonna do because i'll i'll be like a, i'm a kind of obsessive with sh- so mm-hmm. put that ten dollars in there. That's all. Hey, wait. Can I ask? Did you see the PFL event that happened? I know you probably didn't no, watch it. Didn't watch On ESPN, it. did you see the the thumbnail? No. Because it looked like Shane Burgos. Oh, it probably was. I'll have to watch it, it and check was. it out. But because I always make fun of these guys and say go to Bellator, but it's like you should go to PFL. You should attempt PFL first. <laughs> like, give it a shot. You know what I mean? Vinny Margalis, whatever the fuck his name is, does well over there. Go over there. For the love of God, go over there. When a jiu-jitsu guy's winning the million dollars, please, any of our fucking strikers, do anybody. It's insane. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, though, Sean O'Malley, the reason we're here. Uh, I do got to bring this up. I was live before this uh, the main event started. And you know, I'm talking to the people in the chat, and one of the guys was like, who do I have out of O'Malley and Sterling? And you already know what I said. I said it yeah. on record. You know, it's O'Malley. I'm going O'Malley, and I did say it would probably be a be a tough fight. It should have been a long fight. It wasn't. Um, Aljamain didn't attempt to wrestle. In my chat, though, fucking guy was definitely leaning towards Sterling. He's like, no way, wrestling, blah blah blah. All this. I'm like, you guys, okay. I can't say I'm, nothing. I was thinking the same thing. I, I thought 
Aljamain was going to hang on to him for five rounds. Right. But that's the thing. It's because of our lack of information from Sean O'Malley. We don't have enough from a guy who has to deal with somebody wrestling. But it was enough where Aljamain Sterling didn't even attempt it. Didn't even really give it. He was like this the whole time, dude. In a wrestling stance. Sean Sean O'Malley was standing in striking stance. Aljamain Sterling had open palms. Wrestling stance. Never once. Never the the one time I think he did is when he went to sleep, when he got dropped when he because he shot in. Yeah, he come out. Alley stepped to the right, bink, go down, and then O'Malley just played with him. He played with he was dangling the bait right in front of this fucking guy. <laughs> boom, boom, hammer fist all day long. He he put him out, I think at least twice. Yeah, and, and then you hear people back. online or see people online talk about early stoppages and nope. shit. No, not a, in no way. Because here's here's another thing I saw Sam because I'm very I don't know. It might just be my personality, but I read people. I read these. How many times have I called this shit? Oh, this one's for my grandma. And then the guy loses. Oh, my kids are here. And then he loses. Right. I call this shit all the time because it's a mental game. You have to understand the human condition and mental on another level to understand that Sean O'Malley walked into this fucking cage, was introduced in this fight, was interviewed for this fight differently than we've ever seen Sean O'Malley. If you paid attention to any of his podcasts, anything that he does outside of fighting his other fights even, he didn't look like Sean O'Malley when he came for this fight, dude. He looked like a hunter, okay? That's like Alex Fajera. Dead stare, no smile, no excitement, pure dedication, focus. And yet, you know who they were talking about being so focused? Al Jermaine, right? Lauren Senko was like, or Megan Olivia or whoever was like, hey, he's so different this week. This week he's full of energy, excited, blah, blah. This is his actual fight. Hey, what's so funny is they, they quoted Al Jermaine saying this was actually his biggest fight of his career. So that's why he's working so much harder to win. Of course it's his biggest fight, Sam. It's Sean O'Malley. He's just got a name. Remember this. He does have a nasty-ass record, though. You really look at it now, but who has he fought? We know, Sam, we know. That's why you took Al Jermaine, because we know Sean O'Malley, but we don't know enough. <laughs> That's why I was still willing to be like, you know what? What I saw in the Contender Series is what he's capable of when something is on the line. These other guys, he was walking through them. That's a good way to you got to fight like that all the time, though. And it seems as if Sean did that, and another level came when, it, when he fought Sean uh, uh, Sterling. Because, dude, he stalked the cave after he put him out, walked around, looked at everybody, everybody. <laughs> Different. Good luck. I Here's my thing. How many do you think he goes before he loses the belt? I don't know. I really don't know. Who the, do you who think he'll stick Al Jermaine straight back in there with him? Why? So that, that's what people are saying. I agree. But why? To make you more got money. <laughs> there was no point of that fight where you were almost winning. Yeah. That's the only time I see a need for a run back. Nate, uh, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. It's not just because you're 1-0 and now. What, we have to go 1-1? One and one? He has to be 2-0 and o to actually... No. Aljamain shouldn't have been champ in the first fucking place. I said that since Peter Jan. It was all luck. That's why you wrestled, bitch. That's why you chose to wrestle. Because you had nothing else to win the fight. Period. That's why he wrestled Henry Cejudo. I mean, he we- knew that he couldn't outstrike him. He knew he wasn't going to be faster. He knew he's not. He knows he's not stronger. So with Sean O'Malley, he's like, I got to tire this guy out. We got to go into deep waters. Let me be responsible with my own energy the first round. Not really do much. Second round, I might try to put him on his back. I'm going to go for the takedown now. And look what you did. Now, there is a uh, a, no, a, a storyline happening. 
you know, if you look at O'Malley's record, you know, he's only got the one loss, and that was to, to Cheeto. So yes, you know that, that that's a future storyline, man. And you know, get, maybe I'm Cheeto with, wins I'm another with. fight, and then hey, you Sean know, O'Malley probably wants it, dog. <laughs> Sean O'Malley probably wants to run that shit back. He still talks about it that he didn't lose that fight. Cheeto didn't beat him. If that's how you feel, now's the time to do it. But the only problem is. Cheeto hasn't earned the spot. You no, can't go to the division with Munoz to get that, That's what I'm saying. He needs to win a fight or okay. two well, first. Let's, let's add another one. Henry Cejudo can't make an argument for fighting Sean O'Malley. No matter how much you fucking troll him on the computer, you fucking creep. You don't deserve a title <laughs> shot. You lost to the guy he just beat. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, Sit doesn't. back. Know your fucking place, little dude. Know your place. I've been calling him a Keebler elf, and now the fucking dude's hashtagging the elf strikes back. <laughs> Did you hear me, boy? Right? That's what I'm saying. Did you hear me? Cejudo, you must have heard me. Because I called him Keebler. I didn't even call him an elf. I just called him Keebler. The fucking guy looks like he lives in a tree. The fuck out of here, dude. You ain't beating Sean O'Malley with everything you got. Because what do you... You took three years off, lost to Aljamain Sterling, who everybody should be beating. You know, the dude's been knocked out severely. He's been choked out severely. Corey Sandhagen should have beat him. We all know this. Aljamain was the worst, the most unreasonable champ in the entire UFC organization. The only other champ that would be more unreasonable is Bilal Muhammad, if that ever happens. But I think we all know. Um, I'm just sick of these guys running their fucking mouth. Like, on the computer. These dudes that are nobody. Like, fucking Bilal saying that he deserves a title shot because he's friends with John Jones. And John Jones will let him be on that card. Bilal, shut the fuck up. Seriously, shut your mouth. Ugly motherfucker, too, bro. Hate that fucking guy. Both you and Cejudo, bro. Why don't you guys go fucking stick your head up each other's asses and fight for air? Is that the saying my dad used to say? Doesn't matter. Next fight card. Well, anyway, we do have a guy that you know is sixteen and four, and had but hasn't lost since two thousand eighteen in the running. You know, uh, my Reb Dzwali. Everyone's gonna be like, never heard of him, Rob <laughs> Dzwalishvili. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but here's the other thing. He's from the same campus, Sterling. Good luck. <laughs> That fucking wrestling shit is getting played the fuck out at this point. And I like to wrestle. I'm a, I, I, I'd consider myself more of a wrestler than anything. And here I am like, nah, it's, it's boring and stupid. You, you shouldn't be a champion. That's, that's even what I said. I was like, being a champion and only beating your opponents because you're out wrestling them for a decision? I'm not with that. Khabib, Khabib would starch guys. You know, he'd be, he would make you look like you're brand new. If you're doing that type of wrestling, fine. But if it's survival shit like Corey Sandhagen because my elbow hurts, I'm not with <laughs> That's why he's not going to get a title shot either. Sean O'Malley could pick whoever he wants. Yeah. It might be some stupid shit like Dillashaw. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the next card. And I'm not very thrilled about this card. So whatever it is, what it is. It's going to start at like 6 in the morning or some shit. Over, It's over in Korea. And I'll tell you, the way this card is put together, it's like they just, okay, who's lost their last two fights? All right, let's stick them. This is a good, plot, it's a good spot for them. And then the main event, I mean, we know what's going to happen. So, anyway, let's get on with it. Um, uh, Song, Song Woo Choi. There's Jarno Aarons. So, Choi's the betting favorite. Uh, you know, he does have some impressive wins from a long time ago. His last win was in June of 2021 against Julian Arosa. Uh, Aarons, 28 years old. Uh, he's lost two of his last three. He lost his UFC debut in his last fight. To William Gomes, uh, Song Woo Choi, they, they just you know they got to stick some Korean guys in here to to appease the crowd. Uh, I think he'll probably 
win pretty easily. What's your guy's name? Uh, it's like Sung Woo Choi or something. Oh, the right? other guy. Oh, uh, Jar- Jarno Aarons. Okay, I was going to say, so, the fucking last name, what yeah. is that? E-R-R-E-N-S. I heard you say Aarons, and I was yeah. like, where's he getting Aarons? Okay, that's, all right, the last name. How would you me. say it? I, I would say Aarons, probably. <laughs> but I was like, he's not saying the first, nobody on here is Aaron. That's what I was looking for, and I was like, okay, it must be this last name. Yeah. Jarno. Jarno. Has he fought Aarons. the UFC before? Uh, yes, he lost his debut. Uh, okay, William Gomes. Featherweights? All yeah. right, 10 and 6, 13 and 4. We've seen Choi before. He's he's okay. Uh, nothing he's nothing tall, special. He? He's, he's like the uh, six foot, six you know foot, the yeah. typical uh, Korean fighters who just like can take a lot of punishment. I mean, he is 10 and 6. It don't matter. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know much about both these guys other than the size difference is going to play a major factor if uh, Jarno here didn't win his debut. Yeah. <laughs> going up against a guy who's you're five nine he's six foot that's tough but he does have a better record 13 to 4 to 10 and 6 uh liang na versus jj aldridge is next uh 19 and 6 for liang 11 and 6 for jj you know i gotta go for my fellow gingers always uh but that's a lot of fights for na a lot of fights 19 and 6 man has she been in the ufc before yeah she's uh Twice. She's 0-2. She's knocked out in both of them. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. My Brogan? Oh, no, that was canceled. Okay, I thought Brogan Walker knocked her out. Misinformation, guys. Sorry. Uh, let me look here. Oh, Gomez whatever. Sylvia Gomez something. Yeah, Sylvia so, uh, Gomez wow. Juarez uh, knocked her out in the first round. So bo- both of her fights in UFC were she was knocked out in the first round. But well, so they're decent opponents. I don't know why the UFC you know, put her against that, like that Ariane lady. That lady, mm-hmm. I'm gonna click on a record, but I'm thinking I'm gonna guess it's like 15 and three or something. It's 14 and three. That was pretty close. Hey, not bad. So, that's not bad though. Yeah, that's not bad. It was then they put her against some uh, hard hitters. They so, must. It must be a record thing, because she's 19 and six, or she was 19 and three, or whatever when she came in. But you got to pull off a win. I mean, I, I got to go with JJ though, because she just has the experience, yeah. at least of being victorious. Course, <laughs> yeah, she's happen. lost her last two also, but you no know, good. this is. I, I'm thinking this is gonna be. A decision win for JJ and you know get rid of the loser, cut the loser. JJ seven and five in the UFC, it, average. You know, like the lady you could have signed. Can I say this once? Okay. Go to PFL. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess it'd be more like Invicta. Uh, Billy Goff versus Yusaka Kinoshitu Kinoshita. Nailed it. It's exactly right. That's uh, right. <laughs> Billy Goff. You said it correctly. Yes, I nailed it. <laughs> Uh, what do we know about Goff here? I, I feel like I recognize the name. All right, this is this is UFC debut. Uh, he's coming off the no- knockout win on a, the first round on the Contender Series uh, last year. He's won six in a row. Uh, he hasn't lost since 2019. He's eight and two. He's got six knockout wins and one knockout loss. He's only 25 years old. Yeah, the other guy's 23. Yeah, he's only. I was about to say he's only 23. Uh, he's got four knockout, two sub wins, and. One, he's lost by a knockout once. That was his last fight in the UFC. It was his debut to Adam Fugit. And he was also signed after the Contender Series when he had a knockout win. So he's. I think he just put these two guys in here together and see you know, who to advance. Yeah, I like it. That, I like these cards a lot more. I have always said that. Pay-per-view, it's very... Maybe we'll see some more finishes. Yeah. It's just so even on those cards when it's pay-per-view. You know, they're just everybody's tough. These are the guys that we're finding out of, you know, are you the next guy? Now, this next fight, see, these Korean guys, you know, they, 
the sure dogs got their name like this is Kenyon Song. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure where you read, reading it because you said it before is like Wikipedia, for instance, Song Kenan. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, but he's facing Rolanda Bedoya. Uh, Bedoya lost his UFC debut in his last fight. It was a split decision loss to Kay- Killen Williams. Uh, he had won his previous eleven fights. Uh, both of his losses are, are by decision. He's fourteen and, and two, and you know he's got a lot of decision wins. He's only he's only got he's got seven finishes, seven decision wins. Uh, Song. Nine knockouts, eight submissions. He's only won via decision twice, but he's been knocked out four times in his career. So nine and seven. He's four and three in the UFC. And you know, if you look at who has fought, he he's got wins against people you never heard of and loses against anyone with a name. And he's been knocked out in his last two fights. So yeah, man. Who knows? These these guys. You know, you got the Korean in here. It's nineteen and seven. Uh, Bedoya, uh, a you know a twenty-six-year-old prospect, and uh, yeah, he seems a little uh, similar to me as uh, Adrian Yanez. You know, like uh, <clears throat> a lot of length in the arms, big fists. You know, can throw from a distance. So I'm talking about Rolando. <laughs> you can tell by the way that he's built. He's got some power in those fists. Uh, is Keenan going to be able to strike with him, or are they going to try to wrestle? Is it going to be a boring-ass fight, or are we going to get some excitement, boys? We need somebody to take a risk. Could be your last fight on your contract. You can't be 19-7 and seven forever, Nate Diaz. And then Michael Oleg. Oleg I forget how they yeah. say this name. Yeah. Um, it's like Mihal Olegsijic or something. Okay. I like I how you know. did the last one. I can't do it. Uh, Andrew Kawani's no problem for me, though. Uh, his <laughs> brother, though, he's fighting somewhere, right? He's in one... Maybe sure. he's, he's in another thing. His brother's definitely fighting still. We thought he was dead because they wouldn't stop talking about him and never show him. <laughs> <laughs> thought he had long passed. Um, this fight here, though, I don't know the rest of the card besides the main event. Uh, could steal the show. <laughs> I think Mike, this this Mikhail guy, Michelle, whatever his fucking name is, this Polish dude. We know that he's like the third Polish fighter in that whole fucking organization. Uh, nasty chin, good grappling, great stand up. Uh, Chidi's tenacious though. The guy's high energy. He's high impact. He's coming at you with everything right out the gate. Uh, what I think is going to have to happen here for this Mikhail guy to actually do anything is he's going to have to survive that first round. Mm. If he can pull out of that first round, I mean, how many more moves does Chidi have left? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's sh- coming off of that loss to free spirit in his last fight, and I, this this could be one of those whoever lands first type deals because both absolutely. of these guys, you know, uh, Chidi, you know, fourteen knockouts, one submission win. And then uh, Miel, 13 knockouts, one submission win. I mean, they're almost the same as in that regard. The only thing, Chidi has been knocked out four times. But Chidi uh, has six-inch reach advantage. Oleksijic, he's been submitted four times. Just just the opposite there. But, I wonder uh, what the strategy be. You know, what's the coaching strategy? Yeah. I think they're going to try to keep it standing, see who oh, lands Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't see uh, uh, Chidi bringing this thing to the ground it's at cool. all. Unless he I gets mean, really fucking hit hard. <laughs> so yeah, he's forced to. <laughs> Otherwise, you're good. Yeah. I just hit super hard. I got to tackle him now. Like, no, let him stand back up, Ian Gary. Um, I, don't, I, I do like this fight, though, very early on the card. Uh, two fighters that people should definitely be paying attention to in the middleweight division specifically. You know, uh, It's one of the few divisions that seems to be pretty much passing the belt back and forth between three guys. You know, But there's a lot of tough cats in this division that, that are worthy, You know, that could actually hold their own. You know, Chidi and Jukawani. Or Mikhail could fight Uriah Hall tomorrow. 
You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> they could fight Chris Weidman right now. Where'd he or I all go to? I've seen I a guy know. forever. Hopefully he's in some therapy or something. Yeah, therapy or, or start commentating instead of Michael Chiesa. Uh, uh, Tashiomi. Like, <laughs> Tashiomi, okay. Yeah, Tashiomi, uh, Kazama versus uh, Garrett Armfield. Right, I mean, so, Armfield sounds terrifying, doesn't it? <laughs> Garrett Armfield. So both of these guys, once again, coming off of losses in, in their UFC debut. Uh, this Kazami five submission wins, Armfield two submission losses, Armfield five knockout wins, Kazami two knockout losses. So this fight is going to be, you know, can Kazami get this thing to the ground or not? And he probably can. I'm going to guess he can. You think? Yeah, can scare it Armfield? I think so. But if he don't, he'll be in for a long day. I mean, they both look fucking like stacked bantamweights. They both look like they're in great shape, muscular frames. So, do you, I mean, is who's got the who'd you say? Garrett's got the knockouts, right? Yes. Eight and three. He's got five knockouts. Five of those are all right. Well, damn. Ten and three. Eight and th- I don't know, dude. This is an interesting fight. I don't know much about either one of these guys. But now that yeah, when um, you say that, this, this is what four in the morning. Yeah, something like that. Armfield's coming off that loss to David Onama, you know, um, uh, about a year ago. Okay. Uh, he had one as three, three before that. So, you know, his Achilles heel is getting choked out. So. Yeah, they seem to be very well matched, even in the record. This might be a cut fight. Might be. Now, uh, I can appreciate having two heavyweight fights on the card. <laughs> uh, hey, just real quick. I want to look back at the last time a heavyweight fight was a main event. It had to be Derek Lewis in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Think. Just, don't look. Just think. Um, think so. Right? Tom Aspinall return? Okay. Yeah, maybe Tom Aspinall return. Last one. Okay. Yeah. But before that, it had to be Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah. It had to be, dude. It fucking had to be. They Derek were like, Lewis can't. is in a bunch of them. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta against Lucas, Luke Ash Bruziski. Now, this Acosta, isn't this the guy that comes out with his entourage? Like yelling, or is that somebody else? Am I mixing this guy up? You're mixing them up. That is oh. not a heavyweight. That guy is just Claudio oh. Ribeiro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, this, the, see, this ah. is the guy. I get mixed up because this is the guy they call Salsa Boy. So, this is the guy that was on the Contender Series. It was like, I was awesome. a dancer, and that dancing skills is like fighting, dancing, same thing. So, here I am. You know, yeah, I'm sure people smart. facing him like to hear that shit. <laughs> That he was a dancer? Yeah. Is it what? <laughs> but no, that, that he's saying that it's the same thing, dancing, oh. fighting, same thing. <laughs> so, but he's well, coming off his first ever loss uh, against uh, Marcus Ruggiero in a decision. You know, so, Well, here's the thing. He's though. a big betting favorite in this what fight. Do we, what do we remember about this Brzezki guy? Because I feel like he was fucking doing nothing in his last yeah, fight. Yeah, he's lost oh. his last two fights. He's 0-2 in the UFC. Wow, he lost to Martin Boudet and Carl Williams. Yep. Okay, yeah, I think this is an easy one for Cortez, yeah. but he's got to start. You have to start. He's just a, such a slow starter. Much, yeah. very much. I'm thinking it's going to go to a decision. It went by a decision. Like heavyweight should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fight that shouldn't go to a decision, Junior Taffa, Parker Porter. So Parker Porter, 13-8. and eight. Words, This guy's Sam. 38 years old. You know, he's, he did have a knockout win his last fight against Braxton Smith. Who the hell is Braxton Smith? I don't know. 
in the PFL. <laughs> He's lost <laughs> his previous two fights. You know, 13 and 8. How can you be 13 and 8 being in the UFC? It shouldn't even be allowed. But, you know, it says a lot that someone that's 13 and 8 has got that many fights. They're having him face somebody that's 4 and 1. So, top four knockout wins. Uh, he did lose his last fight to Muhammad Usman. That was a decision. And if he can't knock out Parker Porter, then he needs to go. Yeah, what happened in this line? I'm gonna look that at that was uh, Muhammad Usman, unless you're talking about yeah, Porter. That's right. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember being us, you know, looking at that fight. We we knew more about Junior Tafa because he was fighting Muhammad. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He better fucking starch this kid. This is insane. Parker Porter. I don't. What is this guy even? I don't even think he's ever watched a fight. I swear. I think they only brought this guy in so they can have somebody for Jared Vanderra and Josh Breeze to fucking fight. He got a cool name, Parker Porter, yeah. but it's, it doesn't match the guy, the skills, you know. But when you have eleven heavyweight fighters, you're gonna be known. See, it was but it what, was Josh Breeze, and they brought him in. Uh, he lost to Chris Dawkins. They're like, you know what? We need somebody that Josh Parisian's going to beat. This guy is easily beatable. And then he beat Josh Parisian. And they're like, fuck, we're stuck with him now. What the fuck yeah, do we do with this guy? I feel like that was the first fight that you and I had made that connection on this podcast, too, where we were like, they do that. Where it's like Dana knows for sure that this guy should be starched by the new guy, and he doesn't. And now you have to have the new guy. You keep giving him. That was like a JP Buys type shit, too. Like, fuck, you won. It was fucking Parker Porter, man. He he beat Braxton Smith in his last fight. You know, and I was like, who is that? The guy's 5-2. and two. And The guy, that was that was his UFC debut. No one, no one's ever heard this guy. Running back looking dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he fought in 2014 and lost to Chase Sherman. Then he came back and fought in 2022. Well, but if you lose to Chase Sherman. Yeah. Knocked out in the first round. God, so. you shouldn't be in the UFC. Yeah. Like, I feel like some of these heavyweights are just getting signed because they're big enough to make the weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huge. You got a job. Yeah. Uh, man, so this is a very interesting one, this next fight. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield. This is uh, Tyler Santos. Wow. So, yeah, Blanchfield. All right, she's got one. Both, both these women, you combine their losses, they're all by split decisions. So, Blanchfield's one loss split decision. Santos two loss split decisions. So uh, I'm gonna just go through the rect- Santos ten knockouts. Uh, you know that uh, you know her split decision one one was to Shevchenko that was in her last fight, and then Blanchfield her split decision was to Tracy Cortez. You know, so I think uh, Santos she's gonna look to stand. Blanchfield's gonna look to get this thing on the ground. And this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm pretty, uh, would you say, I wouldn't use the word excited, but I'm kind of excited to see what happens, how this shakes out, because one of these is going to end up being a contender yep. soon. It's going to finish the storyline or start a new one, you know. Uh, which Both these girls, like you said, very tough, very skilled. Talia's got more fights, though. Tyler's got more fights. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to benefit, because Aaron can fucking bring it when she really wants to. And anybody's, you know, yeah. you could be a victim. Anybody could be a victim. 11-1, and one, she's tough as nails. Does not look like it like any of these other girls. She's not built like Liz Carmouche. You know, this looks like a female. And she's going to come in here and do the fucking job, I think. Uh, I hope, you know, because what's what's the age here? 24 to 30? I mean, if mm-hmm. Tyler gets up there and Aaron loses, she's still got a lot of time to go, so it really doesn't matter too much. But it would benefit, you know what I mean, for her to get up there. It's yeah, a fun I, fight. Very early on the, I mean, it's on the main card, but still. I, I, you know, I'll never forget how Aaron Blanchfield came in and just 
destroyed Molly McCann and shut everybody that was hot on her. And that's where we are now. We're like, okay, keep it going, please. Let's. Let, we need a new superstar. You know, don't you want to be that? You know, right. submitting fucking Jessica Andrade. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Aaron should already have been up there. There's no one else. You keep giving these other bitches another chance. Well, someone's got to shake out. You know, both of them only having split decision losses, unless one wins via split decision against the other. <laughs> right, another. <laughs> by by the think... way, that fight on the contender series where, uh, dude, you know the 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 guy was like, take yeah, take me away to body bag. You know, I thought that second round was ten eight. I thought that was going to end in a fucking draw, man, and that would have been insane, insane. But anyway, it didn't happen. Uh, I don't Renyo Nakamura versus Fernie Garcia. So, all right, <clears throat> Nakamura is seven and zero. Oh. You know, five knockouts, one submission win. Uh, he actually won his UFC debut with a thirty-three second uh, knockout. That was against Kazama, who talked about just a little while ago. Uh, Kazama was ten and two at the time. Uh, I think he's going to have an easy time over Garcia. Garcia's got a, he had a knockout win on a contender series, but he's zero and two in the UFC. He lost his last fight to Brady High Stand. I can't respect anybody losing to Brady High Stand. I'm sorry. No, I think they're I think they're pretty heavy on this Rinya guy too, aren't they? Probably leaning his direction too. He's seven and zero. I feel like I've seen this name before. Hmm. Let's see who do you, yeah he KO'd he KO'd the Kazama guy. Which... Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a big time wrestler too. Interesting. Twenty eight. Yeah, he is a big time wrestler. Call yeah, him the he's... hybrid. You don't want to have the hybrid as a nickname. Trust me, guy. You know who also had that? Wendon Schwab. <laughs> Do everything you can to avoid being compared to him. Alright, so that's uh, this next fight, uh Giga Chickadees, Chickadees. Yeah. Oh come on. Uh, yeah. Sam. Yeah. The only Giga... these are the ones that bother me because you've heard Chikadze. him. Chikadze. There you go. Alright. All right. Alex Casarius. All right. So, Casarius, this guy is like, he's rejuvenated his career. I don't know how the hell he's done it. <laughs> you know, when I saw him years ago, he, he was he was kind of like that Robbie Ring guy. He did pretty good, then he got hit, and then he didn't want to fight anymore. That's that's how I felt about him years ago. Now, you know, this guy's won seven of his last eight fights. It's like, it, it, it's 21 and 13. It's like he's not even the same as what he used to be. No. His record is insane when you look at it but when you look at the competition he's fought all the best guys he's fucking survived a lot of them even if they went to decision he's done well in them he's participated but what we're seeing now like i've tried to tell you and you already understand tried to tell the audience that he's now using that movement that he's always had as an offensive thing instead of only defensive because you're absolutely right he would get hit he would get cracked and then he'd have to go fucking hot now he gets cracked and he can stay in there because he uses that movement as a forward thing instead of a backward thing right which is a huge benefit huge benefit that's why we're seeing him do well the only problem is dude could it be too late <laughs> this is a tough division you know what i mean yeah. this is a tough division i mean it, alex isn't he's not old you know per se but you're you're coming up on it man and he's, he's he is moving up he's fighting giga now right what did he fight who did he fight recently and he, he had some big fights chikate yeah he just lost to calvin cater Okay, that's a, that's a big name. It's a big name. That's what I'm saying. Is he's up the top yeah. of the heat? Edson Barbosa, like all this shit. Mm-hmm. He's fighting big names too. Yeah, he had won his previous nine before that. And, he's in, and he's most got of those were names. Legs. Nasty body kicks, right? 
That's his whole game. Yeah. Nine, nine knockouts. Uh, and, you know, Alex, that's what I wrote down. Alex is good at not getting hit hard. He's only been knocked out once, and that was in 2015. Good call. Absolutely right. He's one of these guys that's just, when you do hit him, he doesn't seem to react because he's already on the end of the punch. You know what I mean? He doesn't ever take a fu- uh, fully solid shot. Uh, but Giga hits fucking hard. <laughs> he kicks hard. So Alex is going to have to stay on the outside the entire time. Or he's going to have to catch a kick and take his ass down. Because <laughs> we've seen Caceres work on the ground. He's, he's, he's no rookie. You know, he gets it. And that's the other thing, too, is he's fighting a guy who's sort of ahead of him on the division, but he's been here a lot longer. That will play, you know, that's a Cub Swanson thing. That will play a part. How bad do you want it? You know, Derek Brunson, Bobby Green, these guys that have been on the fucking card, on the cards forever, and these, these guys ahead of them, you got to come in and put in that work. They already beaten you, you know, ranked or not. They're getting better fights, better cards. Uh, Next Ryan up. Span, yeah. A lightweight, a light heavyweight belt. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Who wants to see this fucking fight? No one wants to see this fight. These are two guys that you know. Anthony Smith is thirty-five. Ryan Spann's thirty-one. These guys fight like they're fifty years old. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Smith's last win was against Spann in twenty twenty-one. <laughs> Bro, Anthony Smith got so fucking lucky. He came into the UFC when he did and was able to knock out old ass fighters. You know. Otherwise, nobody would know who the fuck he is. Yeah. If come I'll, I'll sure. remember him from when uh, Glover Texera. I mean, I, I, it's been a not too many times I've seen somebody beat up that bad. Right. But, <laughs> Anthony but Smith remember, got destroyed in that fight. The only reason we know of him is because he was knocking out these old guys. Okay, Hector Lombard. Took him three rounds to knock him out, though, huh? That was in 2017. What do you got? Vulcan Uzdemir submitted him. Oh, you beat Shogun Hua in the first round? Big surprise. Oh, Rashad Evans, you must be a future champion. Get the fuck out of here. You stink. You're boring as hell. Now you're fucking 35 years old and you're fighting like you're 50, like Sam said. <laughs> Biggest burn you could ever have. I mean, he, he's had a couple um, just a couple uh, streaks where he'll win three in a row, lose three in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, all throughout his career. So what are you saying? Is Ryan Spann should starch him? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't fight like he's much younger, oh, even though he's, he's only 31. Man, it doesn't seem like he's been around forever himself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh was the early uh, fucking contender series. But you have to fight Anthony Smith to go on in the division. You know, he's the guy sitting in the middle. He is Rashad Evans now. He is Shogun Ua now, right? Yeah. That last he's- fight, it wasn't even close. That was first round uh, when Smith got behind him and got, that, got the rear naked on him. On on who? On Ryan who? on Ryan Span. They already fought. Yeah, yeah, they already fought. They just okay, fought. Um, talking about this. Back in 2021. That's so stupid. That I was Anthony I, Smith's I, last I, uh, last win. That's insane. I swear that's what I saw in my head. I was like, yeah. I remember. I was saying, who wants to see this again? Uh, so Anthony Smith he beat Ryan Span. Uh, that was back 2021, and then he lost two in a row. The last one to Johnny Walker. And okay, they're like. Uh, you know what? Shit, I guess we'll give him somebody he's beaten. He can beat, maybe? Well, my thing is like... Devin Clark's is, busy getting his teeth fixed or whatever. Fucking okay. Ryan Sam, Spann. What, what, we haven't seen him in a while. Let's bring him on in. Right. From what we're seeing, doesn't that kind of add more validity to the idea that we don't have any fighters? <laughs> I don't like, know. It has almost, to happen. 
if Tony Ferguson has to continue fighting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something's up. Something's up. We ain't got we ain't got bodies, man. Everybody's injured. Oh. Fucking everybody wants to fight Jake Paul. I'm gonna tell you one other thing. Ryan Spann, he's got like a history of missing weight. This fight, who knows if it'll even happen. Yeah, Coming two hundred and fifteen pounds like he did in his last fight. Anyway. Well, the reason we're here. Max Holloway. I'd even write anything down for this fight. You don't gotta. I don't have to. It's <laughs> gonna be destruction. Yeah. I I'm so excited for this. This is one of those fights that you're almost upset that it's free because everybody else gets to enjoy it too. You know what I mean? You don't got to do anything extra to watch this fight. Just turn it on. We get to see a good uh, ass beating. That, you know, this dude, would be like maybe 10 a.m. by the time this happens. I see BJ Penn, Clay Guida, or Diego Sanchez. I see Clay Guida, Diego Sanchez. I see uh, a bloody mess at the end of this fight because Max Holloway is going to stand in front of you. The Korean zombie is going to stand in front of you. <laughs> and you're going to have to punch his head off his body uh, so many times because the zombie will just pick it back up and try to fucking hold it on and punch you with the other hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the type of fight we're looking at. Max Holloway, same thing. You fucking break one of his arms, dude. Let him tie it to, the, to his body so it doesn't just fling around and he'll fight you with the other hand. That's what we're looking at. That's the mentality of these guys. And they're the old cats. This is the old heat. You know, Max Holloway is just now 31. Feels like the dude's been around since he was 10. Yeah, and but he doesn't play po- like he's 50. Exactly. <laughs> as far as that podcast is concerned, though, he mentions how his little brother was actually the one that was supposed to be the fighter. <laughs> and Max just said, well, I guess get it. You know, we're Hawaiian. We'll just do it. And here he is, one of the greatest fighters, one of the greatest histories, one of the greatest personalities as a fighter. Never done anything. Never met my crosshairs. That makes sense. Yeah. You know? We're not talking like, shit about the Hawaiian out. fighters. You can exclude him. As what? As one of the shitty ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a lot of shitty Hawaiian guys, right? Mm. Warriors. That's what they call themselves. But I, yeah, I don't I don't think the zombie has a chance in this fight. I really don't. I think Holloway is going to hit him so many times. That's the problem, though, isn't it, Sam? He's just going to hit him so many times. <laughs> yeah. A Korean's going to... This fucking guy's going to be there the whole time. You're not... Because Max Holloway's not going to knock him out. And Korean He hasn't zombie, knocked out anybody... Hold on, hold uh, on. Let me say the other thing. Korean Zombie's not going to quit. He's not going to give up. So it's just going to be two dudes punching each other a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Who's going to do it more? Probably Max Holloway. But at the same time, the Korean Zombie is a fucking legend. Absolute legend. You know, you'll, I mean, Chan Sung Jung, you got to know the fucking guy's real name. Don't just call him the Korean Zombie. It's fucking an Instagram handle. Call him by his real name. Put some respect on it. The motherfucking dude's been around for a long time. That's not a joke. You know, he's been he's fought all the best guys, too, and stayed in there with him. He's not a quitter. Yair Rodriguez had to do something nobody else has ever done in the entire history of MMA to beat the Korean zombie. And you think this is a walkthrough fight? Come on, man. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say one thing about the Korean zombie. If you look at his, his record, he's been knocked out four times. That's not bad. No, no. Three of them, you know, have been past the third round so God, that's that's even more crazy you're like jesus christ dude. stayed in there that you just took an ass beating for 10 minutes 15 minutes or so give or take and said ah that's enough i'm out that's what he is though he's a different spirit a different spirit that we don't get very often and you got to respect that man because he's st- he's stuck around he continued he's never had to worry about having another fight because he signs he'll fight anyone you know and he and he really does it's not just 
I'll fight anyone that get the, the the paychecks right. It's like, no, yeah, I don't care if he has a name. Just get me in there. Let's go. I don't. I'm not trying to be the champion. If I get there, great. But I will have to do the work along the way, no matter what. There is no sleeping. There is no slacking off. And you see that a lot with champions, Leon Edwards, where it's like uh, Jamal Hill, where <laughs> you you just stop giving a shit because now I got the belt. Don't have to worry for seven, eight months till my next fight. But also you do. You should always be ready. John Jones came back after all that time off and finished Cyril Gon for the championship. Henry Cejudo came back after all that time off and got beat up. So keep that in mind, folks. It's a mental thing as well as physical, you know. Keep the physical up as long as you can. But Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz have been around for how long? They got so many fans, so many fighters that have became fighters because they love the Diaz brothers, but you don't have that same mentality. What has Nate and Nick always taught everybody? Always be ready. Right? Why is that so hard to come? Dude, we heard that back when Ken Shamrock used to fight. <laughs> always be ready. <laughs> because like Ken Shamrock. remember, let's remember. Max Holloway almost fought Khabib. Why? Because he was one of the few guys who was ready. You see what I'm saying? This, that's all it takes. Okay, Ian Gary, Patty Pimblett, all these guys, Colby Covington, these guys that feel like they got to fucking put on a clown suit and dance for the public to get a name. Just be ready. Take every fight you can. As often as we see you in there, the more we're going to learn about you. Me and Sam don't have to look up Max Holloway and Chan Sung Jung. We don't have no. to. We don't got to look at their ages, their records, their heights. We already know what this fight is. Dana White, Sean Shelby, they don't have to look this fight up. They see, they saw Max Holloway, they saw Chan Sung Jung, and they were like, why hasn't this? <laughs> why? You know what I mean? That's all, all that takes is the basic knowledge of the fight game, period. You know what to expect. One guy could get knocked out very, very easily because that's, that's how fights work. But we've seen too many fights of these guys <laughs> to expect it. What you can expect is some both of them are going to get hit a bunch, dude. That's it. That's all you can think. How's it going to play out? Head kick finish? Who knows? Submission? Who fucking? What we do know is you can expect at least one round of a lot of punching, dude. A lot of clean hits. You know, a lot of... Uh, the, the way the zombie will stand and trade with you, uh, Max Hall and Max Holloway's output, man, someone's going to get hit a bunch I, of times. I almost don't even want to see it, Sam. It's almost going to be like a video game. You know, when you're playing with your sister and she only knows two buttons, you're like, oh, fuck it. She just keeps the same thing over and over, dude. She's swelling me up. Oh, yeah, let's I'm, get I'm out of here. To this. I'm, it's a shame. Yeah. I'll just say this. It's a shame that either one of these guys are anywhere else but pay-per-view. Hmm. It's the last thing I'll say. All right. And I highly believe that. I mean, but th the public deserves it, Sam. You want to make new fans? Don't go put a stream. Don't go do a fucking live interview with fucking Aiden Ross on TikTok. Okay? Put together real fights. Put together legendary fights. When's the last time we've seen shit like the fucking uh, Brad Katona, Cody Gibson matchup? That it's incredible. You know, we can Demond Blackshear versus uh, Mario Batista had some insane grappling. That Emil guy versus Hyder, whatever on the Contender series, amazing grappling and wrestling and shit. Put it together, dude. You don't. Here's here's the thing, Sam, and you know this one. If you build it, they will come. That's all you have to do. You don't gotta do the extra fucking shit. You don't have to. Is did Fedor? What's Fedor Emelianenko's social media? Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't thing. have a clue, and that's the point you're trying to make. That, that's the whole point. Sam gets it. You do, it. You just make it, and it'll happen. But it begs the question of why people found me. I built something. Don't know why you're here. <laughs> I think it was just a thing for me 
And then you guys sort of barged in, you know, I just fucking <laughs> didn't put up. I didn't build a good door. You know, that's what the windows were easily accessible. But uh, <clears throat> guys, show notes, check it out. Yeah. Subscribe to the show. Please fucking double up these listeners. Listen twice if you have to. Put it on silent. Just let it run. Uh, <laughs> get these numbers. I don't know how to do it. Do whatever you got to do, man. We can beat the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, but this is the number one MMA podcast out there. I'll go up against Josh Thomas and Big John McCarthy any day because they aren't funny. <laughs> That's all I got. Round one, fight!